Louise's body slumped. Her wounds still trickled from the recent assault. On the floor in front of her lay the very object responsible, an inconspicuous candlestick that just moments ago was nothing more than a decoration. Now it held a more criminal identity. Can someone get the butler to dispose of this unfortunate situation? And a glass of wine while he's at it. Red. You can drink red wine at a time like this? With the blood and all? I could drink plenty of red wine, especially at a time like this. As if on cue, the butler returned to the parlor, lifting away yet another dead body. God damn it. We will address this soon. But we can't stay here. It'll inspire too many questions. Our guests are likely already on their third course of dinner, and we haven't been there since they've been seated. Made take care of that. Franklin gestured to the large smattering of blood on the floor. Certainly, sir. We have to make an appearance. And being surrounded by all those people will certainly do to make me feel safer. Did you say third course? I'd go just about anywhere else if it means getting out of this hellish room. When we were in the kitchen with Clarence's body, the ones just single- Bernard! Please, come back to the dining room. The maid will be kind enough to bring you a glass of whatever you drink. You look like a lover of brandy. She would be more than happy to bring the finest vintage we have to the dining room for you. I heard you sell rare books, and- I've been looking to acquire a copy how, of- How can there uh, be a massive meal with no staff? It just doesn't make sense. Bernard did not need his gift of vision as the pieces to the puzzle assembled before his eyes. The answer to the whole evening lay just in those words. Dinner service. Bernard dashed out of the parlor and into the kitchen, throwing open the doors. To his surprise, there stood none other than- Clarence Rhodes, enjoying what must have been the third course of the meal. You're supposed to be dead. (laughs) Well, isn't this unfortunate? Very much alive, Clarence calmly set down his fork and wiped his mouth with a napkin. With ease, he began making his way around the kitchen island, approaching Bernard. I suppose I owe you (laughs) an explanation. All of the house guests walked into the kitchen behind him, unfazed by the undead man standing in front of them. What's going on? You all... you all knew about this? Bernard backed away from those who he thought were his companions, making his way to the telephone on the wall. For the first time, he noticed a detail. The line was cut. When Thelma tried to call the police, you cut the wire. This was a setup. What it is is an increasingly bad situation for you, Mr. White. Oh, Franklin, please. His His poor fortune isn't his fault. Luck luck is a a fickle thing, and he just happens to be on the oh-so-wrong side of it tonight. He's been a thorn in our side all night. Mm -hmm. It only makes sense that it would culminate to this. I was shocked when <coughs> when Louise brought along a date. She's not usually one for the <coughs> the masculine sensibility. I didn't think you would cause as much trouble as you did. 
Perhaps I underestimated you. With all due respect, Mr. Rhodes, your, your fiancé is dead, and you don't seem the least bit broken up. Now, now I suspect I've walked in on something much greater than myself here, and, and if you don't mind, I think it's time that I get Broken up about it? <laughs> you feel, oh, I'm ecstatic! This was the plan! Oh. <clears throat> this was the plan, after all. Plan? Uh, no, I must be going. This is simply not any of my business. Arthur and Florence stood in front of the only exit, keeping Bernard in. Isn't he so cute? Thinking it would be that simple. I heard the man loves a mystery novel. Can't wait until he puts this one together. Well, have we not completed our end of the deal? Thelma and Louise are out of the picture. Those were the terms. If you wouldn't mind, I'd like the check now. Clarence pulled out his checkbook, his mind still turning. Now that I have no one to poison me for my fortune, I suppose you all are... Owed your money. <clears throat> Franklin, surely here. Our friend Florence, this is for you. And finally, Mr. Butler, there you are. Here's for you. And <clears throat> one last thing while I have you here. What are we to do with him? Yes, he does throw a wrench in the murder-suicide story, seeing as he witnessed the true order of events. And now that he knows Clarence isn't actually dead, he may be too well-informed to continue on. Besides, what's one more? We could just blame it on the maid. It's always the innocent-looking ones. If I may add, the freezer still has plenty of room. From outside the kitchen, there was a ship. The ceaseless chatter of the partygoers that had been a constant for the evening stopped abruptly. Replacing it was gasps. What could that be? We're all here. Who else could be out there? Except for that bitch. She's brilliant. Moments later, the sound of a small stampede erupted as all of the other partygoers rushed into the front hall, encroaching upon the felonious gathering happening in the secondary kitchen. Mr. Yates, I will not be made to stay silent any longer about the- The maid turned and looked at the reanimated form of Clarence Rhodes. You were alive? Oh, it, it doesn't matter. Tonight, I've witnessed the murder of at least two women, and I have had enough of being docile. I, I've informed the partygoers of your misdeeds, and they are here to do what I should have done. Hold you accountable. Maid, dear, please, you can undo this. Tell them you're hysterical and we can pay you generously in exchange. Can't we, Mr. Rhodes? Certainly, young lady. You don't even know my name? <laughs> I've been working for you for, for years. And, and I've had enough of this. The maid invited in the mob of partygoers, kept in ignorance no longer to take hold of each of the individuals responsible. Please, I didn't do this. If there's any justice in the world, you will- I know. Through the justice of collective action, Clarence, Franklin, Shirley, Arthur, Florence, and the butler were restrained and held until the police arrived. <laughs> you will all be hearing from my lord. Unhand me! You have no right! Thank you. I think you saved my life. 
You never would have guessed that everyone involved... This has been Hysterics and Other Adverse Reactions to Sudden Encounters with Death, presented by the UMass Theatre Guild. We hope you enjoyed listening. <laughs>